Hola, and welcome to the Beauteous Me podcast, a relatable and authentic space for all. Every week, we hop on a roller coaster, share laughter and tears on topics we might be ashamed to discuss. We do this all while finding its inner beauty. My name is Jamili Whitfield, and the journey begins now. Hi guys, before we dig into this episode, I thought it was important for me to take some time and use my platform to just take a moment to recognize and acknowledge what's been going on across this nation with the death of George Floyd and the uprising that it's created within people of color. We are facing an enormous disparity that we've been facing for centuries and centuries, just that now it's being recorded. And I'm asking people who have never experienced these racial disparities, who say that they don't see color, who say that they don't understand the injustices, to take a look in the mirror and to reflect and to take some time to put yourself in the shoes of your brothers and sisters. What we are experiencing is racial trauma. And at this moment, what we need in the work that I do with trauma is healing. But the healing hasn't come yet because these things continue to happen. And I'm asking that you take a moment in time to reflect, to think, to pray, and to take action for what is going on. We can no longer stand for these injustices. And I thank you guys for tuning in and listening week by week and for supporting me. And I'm hoping that we continue to extend messages of uplifting ourselves, of finding the beauty within. But at this moment in time, there's other bigger things happening. And I couldn't post an episode without acknowledging it. So thank you. Take action and know that I am with you. Hi, guys. Welcome back for another episode. And I'm going to be so super transparent. (laughs) I uploaded this episode and then quickly had to take it off because there was some sound quality and I have no shame in my damn game. When we make mistakes, we make mistakes. But I am honored that for a second time, (laughs) Laura has agreed to spend her Saturday super early in Hawaii to be here so that we can re-record this and get some good stuff. But you know what? I feel like the second time around, this is going to be a better session because we got some good content and she has some free stuff on her website that we have to kind of talk about. So without ado, <laughs> thank you, Laura, for being here. So I will reintroduce you again to the beauty speech. <laughs> I have no shame in my game. Well, thank you so much. Right? (laughs) Laura DiBenedetto is the founder and CEO of the award-winning marketing company, Vision Advertising, located in the greater Boston area. Laura created, built, and ran the growth-oriented enterprise for 19 years with tremendous success before retiring from active involvement in 2018 at the age of 37, passing the reins to her successor. Over the years, Laura personally sold several million dollars in ongoing contracts, was featured on Fox News and other Boston programming several times, was publicly recognized for business accomplishments, and was named 40 Under 40 winner only at the age of 23. Oh my God. (laughs) Having started her first business at 19, guys, 19, 19, she started her first business. Laura began to search for her next big project in 2012 finally finding it right on the cusp of retirement. While Laura's career had begun, it was speckled with accomplishments and accolades. When she retired, she was simply burnt out and unhappy. After years of classes, workshops, books, and more, 
Laura was confused and wondering why the personal development world had let her down and sought to solve the problem herself. She went on a radical journey of self-discovery, research, and testing, determined to find energy and lasting, fulfilling happiness in all areas of life. Laura found the answer to the questions that plagued her and so many of us, six of them. Yes, guys, we're going to talk about them. In fact, she devoted to sharing the universally applicable and deeply liberating truths she discovered so that others may find their own path out of misery and into lasting, fulfilling happiness and limitless possibilities. Laura, thank you again for being here. <laughs> You're welcome. I got no shame in my game. So uh, it's all about being transparent, right? <laughs> it's all about transparency, right? Yeah, exactly. Poopy happens. <laughs> Poopy happens. Poopy happens, exactly. So Laura, I was on your Instagram. And right now with your book, you are number one with pre-sales for your six daily habits. Like, congratulations. So happy for you. That is amazing. Like people putting out books and for them to be the number one for pre-sales, super fantastic. I I mean, my mind is kind of blown. I'm not going to lie. Like I, I was chatting with the girl that works with me and she was like, hey, you should really see this. So I clicked on the link. I'm like, oh. Wow. And I got so happy. This was right before bed. And I'm like, and of course, I'm trying to go to bed. But then I'm like, I'm like so happy. And so I'm happy. Like, well, goodbye, sleep. It's been great. <laughs> well, and th- that's the best time to lose sleep, right? You're losing sleep over yeah. happiness instead of over stress. Exactly. Do it for the right reasons. Things that make you exactly. happy. Exactly. <laughs> so, Laura, you retired at the age of ter- 37 and decided to embark on a journey trying to find true happiness. You went and tried to test and figure out personal developments weren't working. Can you tell us a little bit about the story and the research behind yeah, this journey? Absolutely. All right. So, the story, it's actually like a lot of people's story. I did a thing expecting one result and I got something else. And in my case, I worked my buns off. I checked all the boxes that society tells me to check. So I'll be happy. And then I retired and all that stuff. And I wasn't happy. And the big thing I always wanted, which is probably like most people is, you know, at my core, I just really wanted to be happy and enjoy my life and whatever, except when I got there, I was just bitter and tired. And it sucks because like I worked so hard to build my company and you can love something and still be burnt out from it. And I had achieved for a lot of the wrong reasons. And I was just like grumpy. I was fighting with my husband. I was just really like, Ooh, I was like a angry little snake sitting in my own basket. Just you know? So, well, I'm a type A. You know, I'm a type of alpha female, <laughs> right? And I also see, I see a problem and I'm like, Mm-mm, no, like as an entrepreneur, you get trained to be a problem solver and look at problems like, okay, well, there's just another project to take on. Let's find the answer. So there I am sitting in my own poopy diaper, so to speak, you know, and I'm like staring at the wall. I'm depressed. I hadn't showered. It probably smelled worse than a barnyard. And I, just was, like, <laughs> I was like, no. No, this, no, this is not going to be my life. I did not work my butt off to get this for a result. So I grabbed a stack of index cards and I started sitting at the dining room table and trying to just sort out everything I knew and look for the holes. And then I started doing research to figure out like, what the heck is happiness? Because I thought I knew what it was. And turns out I was horrifically mistaken. 
And once I found out what happiness is, which is essentially a really unshakable relationship with yourself, that gives you the ability to have courage and like greater constitution and boundaries and stuff like that. Like I found this out. I'm like, oh, but then I wanted to know, well, well, great. How do you do that? So (laughs) then I started doing research. I was reading scientific journals and like psychological journals and studying human behavior and studying this human's behavior. And I was just starting to notice like patterns and the patterns were fascinating. And I was able to start testing a lot of my theories on myself and Mm -hmm. um, a lot of clients that I was working with and some volunteers. And it was really, really awesome to be able to see that, oh my goodness, I'm onto something. And my theories were correct. And the six habits are a means to an end. They're not the end. The ultimate goal of the six habits is for you to forget them because habits are things you do unconsciously. So the goal is to just help you acquire these things. And they're not like flossing your teeth, although you should (laughs) want to keep, but everybody loves that joke. So um, if you just work to master these six habits with yourself, happiness is your default. Mm, Courage I love that. default. Like you don't have to look for happiness. You don't have to chase anything because by mastering these six habits, happiness just shows up. You don't have to try anymore. And that's one of the things that people try so hard with. Oh my God, I need to fall in love with the so-and-so. And you know, I got to get that job and I got to make those millions and I got to have that skinny bum and blah, blah, blah. And, and then you get there and you're still empty. It's because we keep externalizing our happiness when we go inside, like I did, you can change your life. And I changed my life massively. I got like courage, resiliency, and I have built myself a solid constitution. You can't mess with me. I am bulletproof. And going inside is hard. And some people don't want to do that work because they don't know what they're going to uncover from the inside. It's just like opening a Pandora's box and be like, oh, I I, got to actually feel like I have to actually process these things. And that's something that you and your clients did along their journey. Mm-hmm. And it, it was a struggle for some and everybody has their own journey and everybody has their own like impression of how life is and how life should be. And we're all living according to like definitions that somebody else gave us actually. Mm-hmm. And the biggest act of courage is to take our own definition and apply that to life, regardless of what other people think. And when we can like powerfully choose to, I guess, face the hard stuff. Yeah we also get the courage to define happiness on our terms and then live that way. And it's more authentic. And I love how you say that happiness on our own terms and how authentic that is. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think about just some people that I've worked with and myself and other people that I didn't work with, but they just read the book, got the wisdom, whatever. So there's like different layers of this. And I remember in my own case, like, I just, I didn't have the courage for years to move away from my parents and my family. You know, like a lot of people don't, like there's a lot of people that they never like leave their hometown. They like Mm -hmm. they're there their whole lives and that's okay. But for me, I always dreamed of palm trees and I always dreamed of a beautiful aquamarine ocean and like being able to see sea turtles. And unfortunately my dream happened to be 5,000 miles away from everyone I love. <laughs> now, business has never been the big, scary thing. Like I just look at it and I'm like, okay, off we go. This is terrifying to me. And my unique 
definition of something that would really make me happy is mine. And I get to be scared of it. Like other people get to be scared of proposing to someone or having children or, you know, going out on their own to start a company. It's all good, but I needed that for myself and facing myself in some of those areas was hard. And the people that were doing the work, um, alongside me, they struggled with wanting to face themselves. Some of them did struggle a lot. Some of them was just like, Oh, this is uncomfortable, but I'm doing it anyway. <laughs> you know, had the experience like I did of, Ooh, this is uncomfortable. Yeah, but that uncomfortable sucks sometimes does, but you just gotta be like, you know what? You can't go around the pain. You have to go through the pain mm-hmm. and that's how you just shake it off. And once you learn these things about yourself, about where you stand and how you're doing and what your perspectives are and what your dreams really are and what you really want out of life, man, you have so many epiphanies and you're actually set free. You're not in your own personal prison anymore. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So in talking about that, you provide a free gift, which is part of like before getting into the daily habits. And I, I guess you tell me where you feel like people should jump in first before the book or the book before this or simultaneously, but your free guide is, um, the discover your life's purpose guide. And one of them that really stood out for me was allow, give yourself time, allowing for the possibility that you may not find the answer for a while. And that is okay. Affirm your faith that it will come. That stood out for me so much because we get desperate in this world. Society always has us with like immediate gratification. You know, you go, you search something, you Google something, you do something, you want to start a business and copy and paste the business and MMA or whatever MLA, whatever it's called. And, you know, you go on it, you want something fast producing, but in saying like, stop, slow down and it'll come. What sat, it was so powerful for me, like out of, you know, there's so much great knowledge nuggets, but that like, it stood out. It's like a bold popping out of the computer. (laughs) Well, that one in particular stuck out for me too, because, you know, rewind about two years. I didn't know how to allow, I knew how to force, you know, the whole masculine versus feminine energy. Mm -hmm. I was a person that was extremely adept at masculine energy to the point where that's all I knew. And it was really intense for like people that worked for me, my clients, me, my husband, my friends, you know, they're always like, Oh my God, Laura's intense. And I'm actually really happy that I was so depressed and hated my life and staring at the wall and smelling like a barnyard that like, because I actually finally surrendered. And that was really a new place for me where I was just like, okay, I'm going to stop and just let it, let it be. And I'm going to let it actually come to me. And I have faith that it will, because I give up. I can't do this anymore. It was an interesting place to be in. So that guide that you have has 24 little nuggets of wisdom and things that you can do to find your life purpose. That's just one of them. But I agree with you. That one's hella powerful. In answer to your question, should that be done first or should the six habits book be read first? I think that people need to come at things from where they are. So Mm. it's not wrong to do that first. It's not wrong to read the book first. I also know that I'll give you a great example of someone that I was working with 
he wanted to work with me and get my wisdom because he really wanted to have more money in his life. He was frustrated because he couldn't manifest money and he couldn't like seem to like figure things out financially and like start his entrepreneurial dream and all that other stuff. And, you know, just a couple conversations in and it became really, really obvious to me, oh, honey, you're not manifesting money because you don't actually care about it. Yes, I do. No, you don't. Yes, I do. No, you really don't because everything you've ever done in your whole life aligns with a different purpose. And your purpose is actually just to be happy with a very humble life. One that doesn't cost very much, but you've been believing these lies for all this time about what you think you need in order to be happy and what the recipe is that someone else told you. Now that I'm giving you this, do you feel free? And he's like, yeah, I could like see all the light bulbs like going off. He's like, this is not what I expected you to say. And I think you're right. So for him, he began his conversation with himself from a place of, I want money. And that's why he decided to start doing personal development. Nobody in their right mind is going to take a look at the work of the six habits and be like, oh boy, I want to be a habit master. No, they're going to look at it and think, I want more money. I want a smaller butt. I want a happy marriage. (laughs) I want to start a business. I want blah, 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 blah. The thing is the six habits is a tool. It's not the goal. It's not the end. It's a means to an end. And whatever it is that you want, maybe you just want courage. Maybe you just want to get along with your family better. You can do all of those things. You can do literally anything once you have a solid constitution with yourself. So circling back around to my original point, people got to start from where they are. So if money is what you care about, if starting a business is what you care about, dealing with your toxic mom is what you care about, that's fine. The six habits has it for you, but you have to figure out, like I've got some other stuff that you can probably find for free on my website about like toxic relationships and stuff like that. And at the end of the day, the, the prescription's the same, but the ailment apply it. Happy. Right. And it, and applying it as well is, is really important. And I think a lot of what I've yeah. heard and with a, like a lot of personal developments is that you're never going to find true happiness unless you're happy with where you are right now. Yeah. And that's, and that's the digging deep work. So in my book, and I think you have a copy of my book, right? I ordered it. Yes, girl. Thank you. <laughs> so, um, I love this quote. So I was doing lots and lots of research and I came across this really beautiful quote from Buddha. There is no path to happiness. Happiness is the path. Mm-hmm. And that just mm. resonates with me so hard. Like I just... Happiness is the path. Think about love anything it. Yeah. you want in your life. Anything you want, right? Like I think about what I want the most right now. I just want to fly home and see my parents. Yeah. That's it. That's, that's, I mean, other than that, my needs are met. My dreams have gotten substantially smaller since the coronavirus. Um, <laughs> You're like, I just, I just want to go outside and breathe without a mask. <laughs> yeah. I just want to hug my mom and not get her sick. So yeah. whatever it is that we dream of, the answer is always within. And listen, I know that you've probably been guilty of this at least once in your life. Everybody is guilty of it to a probably a large degree, we are taught from childhood to externalize our happiness and we do. Yes. Meanwhile, if I get the house, if I get the car, yes. if I get the marriage, if I get the job, if I get the kids, it's if, if these things, not with yeah. it. 
Exactly it. And you know what happens? Once we get there, you end up like I did. You're like, well, what the hell? This doesn't make me any happier. So then you end up chasing the next thing. But the way to stop chasing and finally find and hold and capture and keep forever is to realize that everything you need in your life, all the happiness you ever wanted is literally inside of you. It's right under your nose. And it is sourced from this absolutely incredible, unlimited fountain of purity and love and joy. From I got it. goosebumps. I did. I got goosebumps. I, I, just hearing you say that, I don't know. My, I just got chills. Sorry. <laughs> That's, That's awesome. Like, but it, it's literally like, it's inside of us. Like we need to give ourselves permission to be like, my mom meant well, but no, the happiness is not at the end of the marriage and the wedding. Like, no, dad meant well, but it's not the damn good job with, you know, the six figures. My brother meant well when he was like, Hey, you should have kids. And you know, society meant well when they really wanted to sell me that fancy car, or the face cream, like, no, no, people can mean well and still lead you astray. They say the road to hell is paved with good intentions. That is true, my friend. Yeah. The road to hell leads you away from self. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> but when you return to yourself, I mean, think about this. So I'm I'm like trying to write my TED Talk and all that stuff. It got rescheduled. Major bummer. I know. I'm so excited about it. I know we had like talked about it, but it, you know what? It's your TED talk will be like an amazing talk because now you're super, 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 super prepared for it. So <laughs> look at all this extra time that I get to be grateful for. So exactly so about like what I want to write it and how I want to introduce the idea. So, you know what, I'm just going to try this out on you and your listeners and just shit, like, just tell me how this resonates with you. And I think it will. So I've always believed that when people say to me that greed is the root of all evil and that money is the root of all evil, that it's wrong. I have always believed that insecurity is the root of all evil in the world. Now, if you think about the evils of the world, you think about wars, you think about theft, you think about crime, you think about abuse and human trafficking and, and theft and like people fighting with each other and blah, blah, blah. All of the things that are quote unquote evil about the world or sometimes just really bad but not meant to be evil. They come from brokenness. If people are complete and whole, they're not going to want to drink themselves into oblivion. If people are fulfilled and feeling secure, not insecure, but secure, they won't be mean to other people because they won't need to be. Like if you are living your life through a lens of gratitude, you'll feel like your needs are met and you won't feel this like big hole. Like, Oh my God, I don't have enough. I need to like steal and do horrible things to like get my needs met. Oh my God. Insecurity is like lack of safety, mm -hmm. safety with ourselves, safety to be accepted, safety to be, have our basic needs met, you know, in the Maslow's like hierarchy, hierarchy of needs. needs. Yeah. All those things need to be met. But if we approach life from a place of, I am complete, I have everything I need fully within me, the outside world makes no impact on me, but I get to live through it and enjoy it. You're not going to drink. You're not going to do crime. You're not going to want to be a junkie. You're not going to want to do all these bad things because you won't need to, you know? So that's, that's a big part of what I wanted to like frame up my big idea as. And honestly, I've got this mission. I really want 10 million people to 
adopt this idea, get good at the six habits, like get blazingly good at the six habits. So we don't have to think about them anymore. So Mm -hmm. then other people, the other rest of the 7 billion people on the planet will look at these 10 million people and be like, why are you so happy? Right. What did you do? What are you drinking? (laughs) Like be the solution, you know, like be the change you wish to seek in the world, right? Be the change because okay. other people will be like, oh, well, I want that. And maybe stop chasing the dumb glitzy stuff. Yes. So speaking about the six daily habits, I don't want to give them the details of it, but can you kind of quickly name each and every one of them? Cause people need to get the book. I'm sorry. I don't, I, you know, <laughs> we're not going to give them everything free. you have a lot of free stuff on your website, but they have to get the book. So just name us the six daily habits and then people are going to have to ponder and go deeply read through it. (laughs) Okay. So I I will tell you a little bit bit about it so that it makes sense. Okay. So the six habits and I'll, I'll name them in the order that the chapters are. The first one is kindness, acceptance, gratitude, presence, goodness, and intention. Now, when I first say kindness to people, they automatically think kindness as in generosity to others. But kindness is something that you do with yourself. Kindness is how you treat yourself. Acceptance, by contrast, is how you feel about yourself. So acceptance and kindness are related. And acceptance is the perspective you have around you. And then the kindness is your actions and your words and your thoughts toward it. And they are very different things. Gratitude, I see lots of people now doing a daily gratitude list of like 10 little things or people or ideas that they're grateful for. That's wonderful, but that's just the tip of the iceberg. Gratitude is a lifestyle and it's a lens that you view your life through. So being able to live the gratitude lifestyle changes things quite a bit. You've got presence and man, that's really hard because you've got smartphones and news and social media and everything that really can distract you and make you worry about the future. And, oh no, am I going to get the virus? Am I going to lose my job? Blah, blah, blah. You know, or the past. I can't believe that happened. I can't believe I lost my job, but this moment's pretty good. And by lamenting the past or focusing on the future, you're really missing it. So people spend most of their energy, like worrying about the past or the future. And it's wasted energy and you end up missing out hardcore on what's happening right in front of us, which is often really awesome. So imagine the cocktail that you get when you mix gratitude and presence together, you get pretty, pretty happy. So then you've got uh, goodness, which is basically simple math. You're adding good, subtracting bad. So we got lots of toxic people <laughs> in our lives. Bye, Felicia. Yeah, got it. <laughs> And then you've got like toxic news. Like, I understand you need to be informed. I get it. But really, if you can't eliminate the news, really give it a drastic haircut, like down to like five or 10 minutes a day. And that's it. Instead of like binging for like an hour and then like leaving the news, like, oh my God, the world is ending. I'm so screwed. You know, like there's a lot that we can do to safeguard our energy, but people will they don't want to make boundaries. They don't want to like work to do the things that actually make us happy. And when you're, when you're really sad, you know, you're probably thinking to yourself sometimes like, Oh God, I would love to just get dressed up right now and just look really pretty. Or like, I wish I could just like, I don't know, just like take a nice relaxing bath, but then you don't because you're just like, Oh, why bother? And you don't have the energy. Meanwhile, those are the moments you need it the most. So the the goodness habit is 
actually adding the good stuff and doing the hard things to remove the bad stuff. The final habit intention is where we're just super clear and super in charge of what we're doing with our lives. And we're not, we're not just accepting the flow and going with the flow. We become the flow because we mm. decide I'm the flow. Well, that thing over there, that's actually my dream. Despite what the whole world telling me my dreams were, that thing is my dream. And I don't care how long it takes or how hard it is or how many steps there are. I'm going to move this boulder up the hill just a little bit today. And tomorrow I'll move it a little bit up the hill then. And no matter what, I will have that thing that I dream of. And those are the six habits. And when you put them all together, they're all six parts of the same. And the goal is for you to forget the habits, believe it or not. That's a, it's probably a terrible business model for me. Like quickly <laughs> learn this stuff, but I really want you to forget it. Now I really do because a habit is something you unconsciously think about. Right. And- like you wake up and you use the bathroom or you break up and you brush your teeth. You wake up, exactly. you close the door, dry, you know? <laughs> exactly. I do not want anyone ever to constantly have to mind their habits and be conscious of these behaviors. I'm not like, Mm -hmm. honestly, I spend more time thinking about other people's habits now because I've actually mastered them. And in full transparency, the one that I still struggle with probably the most is presence, but I have ADHD and I think I might be at the upper limits of what I'm capable of. And I have to remind myself consciously, it is just not my default. ADHD is my default. Do I think I'll master it someday? It's anybody's guess, to be honest with you, but I'm about as close as I could be because it's on my mind. And at mm-hmm. least I've developed the habit to constantly catch myself and redirect myself. And, and redirect I think that might be, yeah, and that might be the best I can hope for. And for other people, like that's actually okay too. As long yeah. as you develop the habit to quickly redirect yourself, okay, that's good. Because you're still doing the behavior. Right. Oh my God. So you gave us, amazing knowledge nuggets. You have so much good free materials. I think you guys should dive and read it because it is life transforming and life changing. And I like how you share your story, your journey and make it realistic. And so it's not like you're putting information out there that you haven't tried, that you haven't tried with other people and saying, look guys, I have adult ADHD. I've, you know, had these successes, but I've also never felt happy. I had this bout of depression where everything, I wasn't even showering or whatever, but I found a way to overcome that. And I'm here to help you. And I think that's beautiful that you didn't keep your gift for yourself. You worked on it. You did what you had to do, but now you're sharing that with everyone else. And that is amazing. And I know that the six daily habits is going to go above and beyond TED talks and everything, because you have valuable information and jewels and nuggets that everyone and anyone can use, which is the best thing. Thank you. Well, that's the goal. I don't know if I told you this in the first podcast we tried to record. <laughs> like, this actually didn't start out as me wanting to write a book. I mean, I alluded to it earlier, but like this was all about just fixing how I felt. That was mm-hmm. it. And when I realized the power of the thing that I had uncovered and what it was not only doing for me, but doing for the people around me, even for the people that hadn't gone on to like master the habits yet. They had just started to get better at them. Big changes were happening. And I was like, Whoa, I just realized the power of what I was doing. And the thing I always wanted to do in life, I didn't even realize this until I was probably like 
36. But the big thing I always wanted to do in life is make people happy. Cause I like that. That makes me happy when I make other yeah. people happy. And I thought before I retired, I was going to be opening a really fancy schmancy bakery in the Boston area, you know, doing pastries and whatever. Cause listen, if you've ever made something delicious for somebody else and they get that look on their face, yep. like, Oh my God, that look, right. You know, the one I was like, Oh, that's me with my apple pie. So yeah. <laughs> right. But I wanted to give people that feeling, but then I realized, well, you know what? That's actually not turning out to be any more fun than the thing that burnt me out. So that's when I surrendered. And then I found this and I was like, Oh, so instead of giving people fleeting happiness, I can actually give them lasting lifestyle happiness. Oh, damn, this is big. <laughs> I can't be selfish. I have to share this. So I was like, all right, I'm going to write a book and I'm going to like make all these things and like help people to like really, truly like master it. So like when you get the book, actually I saw you already downloaded the, some of the free stuff, I think. So there's like a load of free mm-hmm. stuff that comes with the book. Like you want to learn about kindness, read the book. And then you can like do this whole like workbook that I created for you to help you actually develop the habit. And same thing with all of the habits and all these extra free tools and wallpapers for your phone, like loads of stuff free. So you can actually do it. And this has just turned into the most fun thing ever for me. Like I geek out about this stuff. I mean, if there were parties that were happening right now, I probably would not be the fun person at the party. Cause I'd be like, <laughs> let me tell you about habit. Okay. Let me tell you how to be happy. Let's yeah. fix your habits. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't know that I'd be the popular one at the party. But having fun. So yeah, this has just been like the coolest thing to be able to like change other people's lives in the most profound way and give them the thing they always wanted and sometimes give them the thing that they were searching for that they didn't know they wanted. You can search for something and not know what you're looking for. Right. And that's kind of what the six habits is. Like it holds the answer to a lifelong question for the ages. And I'm, I'm honestly hoping a lot of parents buy my book and a lot of leaders buy my book because if they start living this different six habits lifestyle, other people will see that, wow, this so-and-so is such a great boss. Wow. Like, you know, they're so successful. What are they doing? And, oh, they're so happy. What are they doing? And God, they're so nice. What are they doing? And like, it's contagious, right? It, It really can be contagious. Exactly. And imagine what would happen if we put this kind of empowering wisdom in the hands of parents, so parents can evolve themselves and raise their children as different people that truly love themselves and operate as leaders of tiny little units like families from a different place, one of love and construction and redirection and you know, letting children be free to dream about what they truly want. And happy parents make the best parents. And so the work from parents to work within themselves and they can show up differently for their kids. Exactly. Well, you, so you're you know, absolutely right. You're hitting it right there. There's a thing that you and I are both experiencing in the news right now about the Black Lives Matter movement. Oh, yeah. A big root of that is actually acceptance. Mm-hmm. We don't accept ourselves. Therefore, we cannot accept other people. And exactly. when we accept ourselves, we're like, oh, you're not a threat to me. You're actually pretty great. And you can right. use correctly as opposed to from a lens of fear because people are always afraid of what they don't understand. And yeah. you know, it's just, that's why this shit is happening. And it's awful. It's absolutely awful. 
But if we can actually learn to love ourselves, we learn to love our neighbors, other people. Oh my God. I'm so grateful that you brought that up and, you know, we're addressing this because it's just been a crazy week. And I think for everyone and just I'm an Afro-Latina. I'm raising a brown boy. My husband is African-American and we live in a predominantly white neighborhood. And so, you know, we haven't experienced as much here and there, yes, but I came from the inner city. You know, I was born and raised in New York City. And so it was different because I saw my kind 24-7. And just to see everything that's going on, you hit it right there as I was praying and meditating this morning is that people are not loving themselves. Parents aren't showing up in a loving way to their kids and saying, this is not right. We don't hate people that look different. We don't treat people indifferently because they're not working in, in within themselves and all of that gunk that's in there, you know, besides all the chubby fat, but all the gunk that's in there. Super season, release don't worry. Go. Poopy, right? <laughs> no, I season. Oh yeah, yeah, fupa season, of course. <laughs> But, you know, just kind of digging deep within there and saying, okay, this is something that happened generations ago. I'm not going to let what my ancestors did reflect on how I should show up into this world. And you talk about the six daily habits has a lot to do with it as well, because if you are happy within yourself, you're doing the work within yourself, you're showing up differently, you're ending up being able to love people who are different from you and not have to deal with the mayhem that's going on right now. So thank you for bringing that up. Thank you for bringing that up. Truly a pleasure. Like, I mean, I'm white. I don't have anyone in my family that's a person of color. And I know I've got the privilege and I don't always know what to say, but I do know where it all stems from and people really need to feel better about themselves. And remember how I said to you like 20 minutes ago that all that's evil in the world comes from a place of insecurity. Take every single one of these things. If you have a person that's totally kind to themselves, that's their default. That person will have a much harder time being unkind to someone else that regardless of what it is. Right. And then if you take someone that doesn't you know, that accepts themselves fully. They can accept others. They're grateful for everything in life. They'll be grateful that they have an opportunity to serve others and be the voice for the oppressed. They'll, you know, like when you're present, you can like really like stop being afraid of, oh my God, that could happen. This could happen. I can't believe that happened before. Yeah, but this is happening right now. And right now is important. And taking a look at the final habit or the final two habits, you've got goodness. What can you do to add goodness to your own life? What can you do to subtract the bad? And Maybe it's just changing your language and stop using the N word and things like this and just little things and microaggressions and changing the conversation and like being a more supportive friend. And sometimes that's all it takes. I mean, like, I don't know what to say. Like, I really don't. But sometimes the best I can do is just be loving and be kind and and just be a good friend. I have friends that are not white and they're just friends that are not white. Like, it doesn't matter. I definitely come from a very old school part of the world where not everyone, and I remember my um, one of my grandfathers used to use all kinds of interesting language that you would probably be horrifically offended by. But the thing is, if, when you raise your children right, they know as little, little kids that that's wrong. Mm-hmm. And I even knew that as a little, little kid. Like I would hear my grandfather saying these things when I was, I don't know, like five or six. And when I was like three or four, I was like, oh, ha, that's a funny word. Cause I didn't understand. Mm-hmm. But then I started to hear it in bigger context. And my parents raised me the best they could as all parents do. And they gave me a lot of the foundations for these habits without realizing it. And I knew 
when I was starting to hear these words, when I was cognitively able to process what was being said, Ooh, that's not okay. Right. This isn't right. I won't be using those words. And of course, at six years old, I didn't feel empowered to argue with someone. Of course. (laughs) They're your parent. They're your grandparent. You know, your elders, you respect your parents. But like, it's just, it's so different. And like, I mean, even the intention, like I intend to not let this like silent. I intend to support others. And when you are busy supporting yourself, you feel empowered. And when you feel empowered, that power is contagious. And you realize because it all comes from within, it's actually an unlimited supply and you can share freely without fear of, Oh shit, I'm going to run out. Yep. (laughs) Absolutely. Oh my God. I am so grateful for you. Not only because we recorded twice. But sharing this space, but every time we're in a vibe together, you know, we're always last time it was this great conversation and jamming. And I'm sorry, it was like terrible. But anyways, and even now and just having this great conversation, but it was divine intervention for us to have a chat again. That that's what it was. And I'm grateful that you spent this time with us talking about not only the daily habits, but about what's going on across this world. And I'm truly genuinely appreciative of you. And I'm so grateful that I met you. I'm so grateful that I get to stalk you on Instagram too. (laughs) I Listen, like, please, please be a stalker. I've definitely stalked you. So (laughs) it's important to have important conversations, hard conversations, deep conversations. And You'll even read it in my book if you haven't already. I don't like shallow conversations. And when I can really connect with someone's heart and in a way that's like resonant, I can walk away from all of this and be like, wow, Jamili's my friend and I love her. And I get to like not just breeze through your world and you don't just breeze through mine. Like you leave footprints on my heart and I leave footprints on yours. And that's the way it should be, you know? So where can people find you and the book? Okay, so you can find the book on Amazon. Woo, woo. Um, That's right. You can also go to thesixhabits.com. So the title of the book is called The Six Habits, and it's S-I-X. There's not a number six. So if you go to thesixhabits.com, you can check out the paperback. You can check out the, which I sign when people buy it from me directly. Yay. And (laughs) you can get the paperback. The audiobook is coming out really soon. I had so much fun recording that. And it's like, I don't know. It's like, there's a difference between reading flat words on a page and like getting only like 7% of the context versus hearing me and all my infinite enthusiasm, like lovingly reading you the six habits story and like how to do it. So I'm so excited about that project and, um, there's other stuff there, but yeah, man, if you, uh, if you get those freebies, the, um, you know, how to figure out your life purpose. And like, if you get the book, you'll get like an avalanche more freebies. I mean, you're going to be hooked up and like you do the work, you will change your life. Yay. So thank you so much for being here guys. You know where to find it. Amazon audiobook coming out, go on her Instagram, go on her page. Free stuff, free, free. Everyone likes free now, right? Free, free, free. That commercial. (laughs) So get with it, guys. And thank you again, Laura, for being here with me. Oh, it's truly a pleasure. Thanks for having me back. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Beauteous Me podcast. Please be sure to download new episodes every week. And send us your girl, what were you thinking or asking for friend stories to info at IamBeauteousMe.com. 
All entries remain anonymous. Also, don't, 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 don't forget to rate, review, and hit the subscribe button now.